Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's a movie podcast where I, Josh, and my dear friend uh, Charles, we watch the movies. We start with one. We go all the way to <laughs> and Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you know, we go from Fast and Furious to Hobbs and Shaw, colon, the first time the buddies hang out together, and what a, and what a time they have, the movie. Oh, it's very good. We really enjoyed it, and uh, top marks. Okay. I just want to briefly, I know we're going to, we have a whole thing, I think you have, I think we have, a, I think, I think we are going to do a good episode. I'm pretty sure Oh, of it. yeah. Look, good movie, lots to talk about. But I just want to... Can we just bask or what's what's the opposite of basking? Like what's spending time in a place that doesn't exist? That so, sucks. Yeah, like we we just spent a lot of time in a place that sucked and like we could have been spending this time. This was supposed to be the weekend we were going to hang out together. Yeah. And go to the fucking movie theater and see mm-hmm. the ninth Fast and the Furious movie. Well, no, this weekend I was going to be oh, uh, playing true. shows in Tokyo, Japan yeah. with uh, heroes and friends from across the pond that I was Fuck. looking forward to with every fiber of my being. Uh, so, no, that was not this weekend. But uh, You're right. Yes. We're, we're ahead of the game. Um, in, in a perfect world, uh, we would have uh, we have, would have been chortling as we skipped and hopped our way down to the movie theater, uh, bought our tickets maybe had a big old tub of bo- pop popcorn. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I can't. I, oh, of course you would have Charles. that big tub. Uh, what is that? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Uh, no, of I'm, course I have that big tub. Call me, just call me a fat piece of shit. No, I would have had the big tub too. Ooh, Josh is going to have the big tub. Oh, shut up. He's, I'm, he's I want, fat a, I want the, the big tub. Shit. You look great, man. The color. No, I, do, I look exhausted. <laughs> I look like a dead man. I'd and say this is a, get, a weekend day. Get some new light bulbs. You're You're looking a little bit sick be- i think just most because... people don't see me like this yeah i'm seeing i'm just saying if you think you look exhausted it might just be the light you have that sort of charles since this whole thing started people have been asking me should i get new light bulbs in my room and charles <laughs> yeah i'm thinking i gotta get new light bulbs in this room that's, that's from john wick okay oh uh, so I'm... we liked this movie it was good uh Anything else you want to say about it? Well, just, I mean, you mentioned John Wick. Like, this is the guy that, like, started John Wick. Yeah, he should stop now. Obviously, he was not the person that really was, a was like, the main mastermind. He just had his name on it. But, yeah, you can. this is, like, more coming after an Atomic Blonde or whatever else this fucking idiot did. Yeah, big ups to this guy because you were like, you saw Atomic Blonde, and I, and I thought really hard, and I was like, yes, that's. Uh, I went to a movie theater and I paid for a ticket. I watched that movie, and then life went on, and almost every trace of Atomic Blonde faded away. You were like, James McAvoy's in that. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. I think so. You know, we, we never bothered to check because it really didn't matter. But we have images of a James on the wet asphalt. I no, think. That's Charlize Theron in that movie? Yeah. Uh-huh. The movie has a really shitty 80s aesthetic, and everything else about it is so profoundly forgettable. It is almost an achievement. Yeah. That being said, we just watched, like, genuinely one of the worst movies I've seen in a while, as far as uh, a giant sucking void, just an absence. Well... Like, like, an, uh, like, uh, like a flavored absence, like, like a fake watermelon nothing. I don't know. I mean, so you, you you texted me right before we started the record, and you're like, "All right, get ready, and have a list of things that you did while watching this movie." 
No, no, hold on. I, I, that was an audible that I called in the middle of this watch. Because right. at a certain point, I was like, oh, I, I don't give a shit about this. Like, I, I, I am. We, we just watched. This is our ninth film in this series. Our ninth film, Charles. I know this is big. And I, I, I was checked out. It turns out that this was the one that broke me. Fuck. I, this was. Well, this wasn't even supposed to. We, we even talked about like, should we do Hobbs and Shaw? Well, look, we, we have, and to. we're we, like, we, no, we shouldn't fucking do Hobbs and Shaw. We're like, it's not really a Hold part. on. You fucking brought this? This no, no, no. was your idea. I'm sorry. Back in the beginning, before COVID, we were like, should we bother doing Hobbs and Shaw? We're like, no, we got nine. Nine's huge anyway, and it's not really a part of the series. Let's just maybe do it as a bonus episode. We'll do it later. I don't know, but let's just stick to the original franchise because we like we tried Puss in Boots, and that was like, we realized spinoff shit maybe doesn't belong in... We peaked. We peaked with, with the Shrek movies. <laughs> this shit yeah. sucks. That no, no, but be. this episode... This episode is the COVID experience in a nutshell. We yeah. had a really exciting plan. We did. We worked really hard in our timing for this year. We, we had this did. whole structure, and it was shattered. And now we've trotted out this fucking Fuck. donkey to get, like, just... This was... I, I literally don't want to talk about this. I respect that you brought up the calendar, because, like, you know, it's so fucking hard to schedule anything. We both have very different lives, and, like, we, like, really did a great job in, like, all right, let's do these four or five movie series because new movies are coming out we're gonna make sure we have those weekends free you fucking yeah it's out. fucked everyone charles everyone knows it's fucked i just want to get through this part of the, the episode so fast it is agonizing this Which is part? a compromise just just getting through this this movie was bad i literally don't want to talk about it in the middle oh, of the movie on. i i called an audible where i said charles i'm gonna see what i can get done during this time and if you'll permit me I wanted to share with you a few things that I got done sure. while Hobbs and the Shaw played in the room while I drank seltzer. And you know what? If you also watched this movie and you also did things, uh, let us know what you did while you oh, watched uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Right. Hashtag what I did while I watched Hobbs and Shaw. Just use that so one. So I learned how to write a limerick and I wrote a limerick. Cool. Okay. So I, I think we all know and love limericks. You know, it's one of these things that... Look, the president may change, okay? I mean, it's superficial. The deep state controls the country. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the the weather might go through its cycles. Um, pop music, you know, the fads of the day. These things change, Charles. But limericks, them shit's been holding on for centuries. People love a limerick. That's true. My my dad loved a limerick. Um, my brother loved a limerick. I, I think that's... Mm. Well, anyway, it's, I want to hear members yours. of your immediate family. That's a big statistic, okay? Yeah, the two. So I was like, look, I'm a college-educated, award-winning journalist, and I'm sitting here with nary an idea of the, the structure of a limerick. So hey, Charles, really? if you permit me. Is this a bad I think, like, most people, I loosely knew the, you know, there once was a girl from Nantucket kind of, you know, set up. But did I know that it was an AABBA structure? Sure. With, Everyone knows it's an AABBA structure. Not, I don't believe that to, be, that to be common knowledge. I really don't. I think you're 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 rather making the ass of me right now. Wow. I'm being vulnerable. I'm being vulnerable, you piece of shit. So you, okay, I'll let you, I, maybe I just grew up in a limerick-crazed household where every morning they're like, let's limerick. A A B B A, and we're like da 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 da. My dad would do this. He'd shake you awake in the middle of the night and say da 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 That's a limerick. So I wrote a limerick. This is a limerick. I didn't. I don't know if there's a titling convention. I didn't think of a title for it. Please don't give me shit. I do know the titling convention. What is it? The title of a limerick is the first line of the limerick. Okay, in that case, this this limerick is called "And Hobbs and Shaw Are Heroes Too." 
In Hobbs and Shaw, our heroes too, smirk and grimace without the crew. From Samoa to London, these dunces be blundering. Well, we miss Dom and sit here feeling blue. I think I kind of I, uh, okay, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. Think, where did you learn I didn't this? Say it was a. I didn't say it was a great limerick. I said I wrote a limerick. Well, so so it's not just A A B B A. It's also a. Uh, the, the structure of, yeah, of the A and B are different. So in Hobbs and Shaw, heroes two smirk and grimace without the crew. Well, we miss Dom and sit here feeling blue. What you're missing so is the pentameter. That's the or whatever. It, I, it's not a pentameter. No. What's the meter? It's got it's the da 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 similar meter. In Hobbs and Shaw, are heroes two smirk and grimace without the crew from Samoa to London. These dunces be blundering. While we can't say it was the best limerick. No, it's there once it's, of the man from Nantucket. Terrible? Did you just say it was terrible? Yeah, it sucks. You it's just said it was Hobbs terrible. Yeah, this is bad. Don't shake your head at me. You know, I'm making an effort. I'm making an effort to expand my abilities. Yeah. To increase my knowledge. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm in a. I'm in a bad space after watching that movie. I'm feeling like you know we've talked many times about how I'm Shaw and you're Hobbs. I'm sort of feeling this that. Movie, the, but now I hate myself. Hobbs is so <laughs> fucking shitty. You Hobbs sucks him. nuts. He's awful. Um, the the prop of like, he's got a daughter, so you know he doesn't hate women. Coupled with the, hey, I may want to dump a rancid load of Samoan and cum in your sister, but I respect her as a strong woman. Like, fuck off. Fucking it, gross. Well, it's weird, too, because I actually didn't even get the vibe that he wanted to fuck her. Like he just had the vibe that he wanted to control her. Well, um, he, you, he which is way worse. In that awful conversation with with the wonderful Jason Statham, who it oh. turns out I can watch do anything. Yeah, he's like, look, I respect your 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 cum dumpster sister so much that I'll only let her ride this sweet piece of Samoan meat if she wants to, because I respect her because <laughs> she's a girl boss. Yeah, it's- and it's like, what is the tone here? This is predatory. It's sociopathic. It's predatory. It's gross. Like, I don't know. I hated that. I hated that so much. The Rock sucks. Without a Dom, the problem with Statham is that Statham is like a hermetically sealed, like, museum piece. He's just perfect Statham. He's like a piece of jerky. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Dom Dom is like a filet mignon. He's tender. He's delicate. You have to work it to get it right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you, I feel like... In order to understand the Dom, you also have to have lost your significant other in a brutal gunfight, say. Well, hold on. She was given amnesia. No, no, I'm talking about Elena, back. not Letty. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought you meant Letty. But yeah, that was the other example I was going to say. To understand the Dom, right? you have to shoot harpoons at trucks for a few years and then get blown up by a rival gang and lose your memory, but then come to understand Dom again and realize that you always understand the Dom. Things like that. Well, there's a Dom inside us all, and there's a Dom at the end of my limerick, as you may recall from the final line. Well, we, well, we miss Dom and sit here feeling blue. So the final line of a limerick is, is usually has sort of like a turn. Where you, like, it's a, ooh, that, ooh, wasn't that fun? Didn't expect that. Sort of like, I don't know. The end of this movie was pretty predictable. It's cool that your part-time job is uh, shitting all over my one limerick. Dude, I don't have a fucking like for job fun. right now. This That's is true. my full-time job. Hey, here's something else I got done during this uh, shit-ass movie. Um, here's two words you can spell from Vanessa Kirby. <laughs> Abrasives and bearskins. So these are, le- these are letters in Vanessa Kirby's name? 
Yeah, you can spell those two words out of letters in Vanessa Kirby's name. I found a website that does reverse word scrambling. Okay. Because I tried doing this myself, and it was one of the saddest experiences I've ever had by myself. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 again, this is something that I have a lot of practice with. Like, when I came over to your house last, Jesus, that was so long ago. A like, lifetime ago. I forgot the fuck you were doing, but I sat down and did the jumble mm. from the from the comics, the funny papers. They yeah, the jumble, the funny they papers. The crypto quip. They have the crossword puzzle. I, used to, I just did all three. Crypto quip could be like a white rapper name for you. But yeah, the, the jumble's a hard thing. And I, the, I don't... the jumble's fucked up. You can spend hours doing that. Oh my God. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's you were like, Charles, we got to fucking watch whatever. The, what were we watching? Some Terminator shit? Or... Oh, probably a really good movie. Yeah. Do you know how embarrassing it is? People ask jumble. me like, like what movie I'm watching tonight. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching Hobbs and Shaw by myself. Well, you know what? You, your mistake. Can I just point out your mistake? <laughs> When people ask with people, when what? people ask me what I'm watching that, I go, you know what, Governor, I'm watching the new Hobbs and Shaw movie. Bloody hell, mate! And everyone just leaves me alone. Uh, okay, so we've covered two things so far. I wrote a limerick. I learned a limerick. I wrote a limerick. It was okay. I, I looked into Vanessa Kirby's name. Uh, top five non-COVID nineteen deaths I don't want to experience by Josh Landis. Ready? Wait, is this another limerick? No, this is a this is just a list. Uh, just a listicle. Yeah, it's just five things, five ways I don't want to die that are not COVID related. I'm really sorry to keep interrupting you. Oh, please. I'm very sure. sorry. I, I just have no, some experience uh, with yeah, this. Right. Um, I used to run social media for a nonprofit company in Boston area. And when you're making listicles, you should choose numbers that are a little like under. I mean, now they're all more used because people did this so much, but you should do like eight things or okay okay so is, is seven things. obvious but you think okay eight seven's yeah, fine right. yeah seven's good i can five, i can uh, just don't divide five, nothing divisible by five really fucking okay i'll add a sixth one i can't think of a million okay well maybe we'll brainstorm a sixth one together sure, okay right, let's hear it here's number one and this one i can't stress enough anything involving torture wait so i thought these were covid related deaths no 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 you know can you just what's the name of the the listicle again? I may not like Hobbs and Shaw. I might find it visually uninteresting. I might find literally every location a golden eye level. I may not even like Idris Elba, who is delightful, which is crazy. It's crazy that a movie would do this to me. But one thing I know for sure, Charles, is that what I said to you explicitly earlier was non-COVID-related deaths. Because oh. the point is, we're all afraid of dying with a ventilator shoved into our lungs while phlegm fills up our body like a... What, what, what's some of the great stuff Ryan Reynolds says in that movie? Like uh, taking off a silk kimono in a hurricane about skin melting? That was a good line. I do like how they shovel all of the pop culture references to uh, to, to, to Reynolds, uh, like, just, a, like a sad clown. Wasn't it just Game of Thrones? Was there anything yeah, like, else? There's like four Game of Thrones jokes. Which is really and then, weird. And like, I, the idea of like humanizing The Rock by being like, The Rock's got guilty pleasures just like us. This like, you know muscle-bound freak who's been a larger-than-life superhero figure for, like, 30 years, where, like, he's all, he also watches HBO prestige television. Like, who fuck, like, fucking... But who cares? Obviously he does. Everyone does. It's not even, like... Well, it doesn't but even... it's not... Right. Like, you would never do this to Dom in a million years. You wouldn't do this to Brian in a million years, also, because Paul Walker's dead. Yeah. There's a million reasons you wouldn't do this to any other character except for The Rock, and it just shows how lazy... He's he's just like a vacuum for whatever works in the Fast series in this it movie. Sucks. He just, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I would, you want to hear sucks. this listicle, but I also just... Yeah, I totally agree that The Rock and Statham 
this is why spinoff movies about big characters without the rest, like the whole time I was like, wait, they're going to Samoa and yet they could just literally call the eight superheroes that they just did the last thing with. Okay, but anyway, regardless of that stupid plot, well, it's hole, strained enough being like we don't want to bring Brian and Mia back into it. Like that right. makes like the end of of fucking eight where he names where Dom names his his son after Brian, who's like Brian can't make it. He's busy with the kid. It's like right. it's pretty fucking weird. Brian would right. make that. He would make right, it. Right, of course. It's it's like and it's a, a Corona with Dom on a rooftop. Come on, they're growing it. They're Ugh, up the meat. We'd all make. Imagine it. you being at the fucking fast thing and be like, um, uh, sorry, Dom, can, can I have a soy dog? <laughs> and he'd, he'd say yes. <laughs> you crazy man? Okay. By the family. Okay, I, and by the way, while we were talking, that gave me enough time to think of a sixth well, way. I, I, I don't want to die. I do just want. I agree that the Rock works. He was like my MVP in one of them. I think in five, and like he mm. works as a secondary character. Yeah. He does not work as a, he just doesn't work. And that's like Jason Statham works. Shaw works still. And yet he's fucking, the whole script is so tethered to him getting into little cat fights with, with the rock. It's just it's fucking sad, man. They lean the whole movie on that dynamic. And, and it's, it's just from note one, just not an interesting movie. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but here's something I want to say. Top six non-COVID-19 related deaths I don't want to experience. So these are non-COVID deaths. We're all afraid of dying from the, the, the current disease, but there's a lot of other horrible ways to die. I thought I'd think of a few of them. Okay, one, anything involving torture, like, Dude. just kill me. I'll tell you whatever you want to I, know. I want, I want this to be on the record. Um, yes. You want names? I'll give you names. You want loved ones? You can take them. I don't care. I will Dude. give you a list of addresses before we even start and be like, here's the list. Check it a couple times. If I got like, I will cross reference any questions you have. Don't torture me. I'm I sure this is happen. in a movie, but I'm the same. I, I would like, if I were ever in, in a torture situation, I'd be like, all right, you can put down the tools, put anything. I will give you anything yeah. you want to know. Well, it's important for us to get this on the record now because then later when people are like, oh, did you hear about Josh and Charles? They gave up names. And then they'll be like, yeah, but to be fair, you know, they did say many years ago that they would. This yeah. is, you know, this is not a surprise. It's on a free podcast, not even behind a paywall. They just right. told you outright. It's And this is the thing, I wouldn't even, I would give them everything. I would also become a double agent. I would, oh my I, God, I would, yeah. anything to avoid torture i would right I would if you hurt me just a little bit i would be so upset by that like just a minor you could you could hit me a couple times and i'd be like completely like at a loss i you know it doesn't take that much to rattle me so. i don't know why i've been thinking about this lately but there was a torture scene in this and i was thinking a few days ago how like movies don't get torture right there's so many ways you can torture a person and almost every scene in torture is electricity stabbing but like literally if you just like fucking took a hammer to a man's penis right okay so we were talking about this during the movie via text this movie features one of these completely fucking useless boring torture scenes where our two jacked up jocks are strapped to some sort of device getting shocked it sucks it's so boring i was thinking about I had this experience living at home with my parents where I walked in and my dad watching that scene in the Daniel Craig James Bond where he's just getting his little nuts clobbered. Yes. Like, you know, full clobbering time, R.I.P., my nutsack, 
nut destruction. And here's the thing where movies as a whole actually diminish that scene for me because I'm so used to torture scenes being ineffective that like because I didn't, I guess, maybe see his balls get smashed, I was just like, all right, just more torture. But like when you actually I don't know, think that about scene, it, I find that scene incredibly effective. Yeah, no, I'm saying I think it's well acted. But like you're right, it's good. in a scene like that, and I pointed this out to you. That's a PG-13 movie, okay? Yeah. But in Hobbs and Shaw, because I'm certain The Rock, uh, under no circumstance, would ever allow himself to be emasculated. It's just like you're just left with like, oh, you're shocking the the big muscle-bound gorilla man. Oh no, I sure hope the shocking doesn't get to him. Like you know. I want to see my heroes broken and humiliated and defeated and challenged. And, and, and this movie, it's just like they just throw smoke cloud after smoke cloud in their path. They just burst through it as if it's impressive and it sucks. Another good torture that I would probably do if I were in the like in leading a torture division. Mm. All you get to eat is shit. That's it. Yeah, that shit. That's I mean, like for months, all you eat is shit. I don't give a right. Shit. That's it. There you go. That's your meals forever. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah, I think on day two, I'd be like, all right, here's my... Uh, you make it through day one? I mean, I guess you have to, but don't think about it, because when people... No, you don't have No, no, because people will be like, well, look, he did eat shit that one time. <laughs> and you'll be like, yeah, but here's the thing. You could just get through the first day without eating, maybe, and then yeah. be like, okay, real talk, I don't want to... Like, I'm just saying, you need to like put up a, <laughs> a front. Like, you watch most of these movies, and like it starts with like the punching and stuff, and you're like, okay... I get it. I'm like, okay, you've punched me. Congrats, you win. It hurt. I hated it when you punched me. <laughs> and then, and now, any information you've ever wanted is now yours. Okay, we can't spend all day talking about torture. <laughs> yes, all right, we can. I will say, I, I rewatched uh, the Death of Stalin this weekend, and that movie effortlessly in a comedy conveys the nightmare of torture in a way that is more profound than anything in this piece of shit Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, lazy. The, the screenplay ruined like, i feel like vanessa kirby rules statham rules mirin rules uh idris elba rules there's so much good shit that could have been for this movie are you noticing the theme here rue britannia britannia is up it's england let's go the queen and let's have some tea is that the thing you, another thing you learned that britannia is another word for the united kingdom I did. Okay, the second death I don't want to experience is burning to death. Because think about how embarrassing it must be to be like, oh, I'm literally like, I'm I'm like on fire. Yeah. This is humiliating. It sucks. I know. And there's nothing you can like do. There's nothing anyone else can do. You're just like, guys. Yeah. Uh. And then because you're you're trying to put the fire out and like this, I'm there's this is not ending well. Yeah. You know, because like unlike other deaths, I think at a certain point. Even if you got through it, you're like, okay, well, I'm now the elephant man. This shit sucks. Oh, that's okay. true. Right. So even if you like, survive it, it's a it's a death you don't want to experience. A it's a twofer. Yeah. It's yeah. like the torture thing. It's like once you've tortured me enough, you should just kill me, right? I mean, like, what am I going to do? Spend the rest of my life waiting to get tortured again? That'll fuck you up. You see uh, Little Dieter Needs to Fly, the, the Herzog movie? Yeah. Yeah, where he's like, yeah, like this is my house. I have like eight years worth of food underneath it. There's a window in every room. It, like, like it's just like Jesus Christ. We can't all be like rugged little Dieter. No. Oh okay. my God. Can uh, number th- number three. I don't want to drown. That shit just seems awful. So we were talking about this the other day too. We were talking about we we're like joking about waterboarding because mm. that's how what we're at right now in our culture is that just waterboarding seems like a fun thing to joke about in my household. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, younger the 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 perfect storm has like scenes where he's actually like, t- I think he claims that he talked to people that survived drowning. But I bet I don't know. It's I feel like if you even if you survive drowning, there's no way to like really experience what it is to, like to die from the drowning. Right. Like I imagine my lungs filling up and looking around underwater and the worst part would be if I like saw like a fish, like some dumb, stupid fish, just completely at home being like, what's the matter? You're like this shit. Never mind, man. You're not going to get it. This fucking sucks for me. Can I, can I come out with something else here? Please. This is a safe space. Uh, In the same way that if I were ever to get into a torture situation, I would just give it all up. I also would like to come out here and uh, maybe make a pact with you. Okay. I, I like a pact. Yeah, how, how, no more going in the ocean? Oh, I mean, for sure. You, you know me. I've been on the record about this for a long time. The, the, the ocean is a mass grave, a sewer system, an orgy. Uh, it's disgusting. It's, 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 it's horrifying. Yeah, it's a fucking sex dungeon dumpster graveyard. It sucks. And there's things, as you pointed out, like fish would just laugh at you. Like, I know oh, my they God. actually laugh, but they would laugh in their own way as you drown to death. They love that shit. That would be humiliating. Place, it's yeah. psychotic. That place sucks. I've been snorkeling, and I've I've like had that what? experience where you snorkel just a little too far, and all of a sudden you're like in outer space on Mars, like in Doctor Strange or whatever. Yeah, and everyone's like, "We've only seen ten percent of the ocean. Who the fuck wants <laughs> to see more?" Okay, I don't. Jim, James Cameron's a freak. He's... We need to leave him down there. Yes, yes. This is what I'm saying. Like. Jails should be abolished, just like rich, powerful, rapist women haters that make bad films. Send them to the fucking ocean. Send them to outer space. I don't care. Get them out of here. Those are two. Well, remember that places. Kristen Stewart movie that no one saw? She had a tough 2019. Oh, underwater. I saw underwater. Right, but underwater and Charlie's Angels last year. That's a terrible yeah. year. Those are two movies was... that evaporated. Well, underwater wasn't good. And I think, but, but but worse, no one talked about it. It it came and went. Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer. You saw it, and like it's as though it never happened. You know, I most of the reason why I saw it was that she's wearing a bra in it that I like really want, and I was hoping that by watching the movie, I'd see like a tag. And you know what, guys, there is a happy story. I after Google searching for months, I finally discovered the brand of the bra that she wears. It's a little out of my price range now. But I hope to one day own that bra. You, you lack the same budget of an underwater in this case, in the bra. Yeah, case. it's like an eighty dollar yeah. bra. I don't know. Is that an? Uh, I've never purchased a bra, but I feel like eighty dollars for basically an accessory for me that I would wear, say, under some overalls or yeah, maybe just to the beach. Sure, uh, not worth it. But you know, we we all did get a look into your budgeting system, which was I think helpful for everyone listening. So thank you for. Uh, for that, I uh, I did sp- I did plunk down a hot twenty eight bucks on a Bernie shirt, which finally came. Took two months. Um, that's all right. I understand. Um, uh, sorry, a socialist not delivering on his promises. Uh, yeah, Charles. Uh, uh, my friend, Mister History Book, taught me that. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um, no, I, I I watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, this week. Uh, and uh. Some there's some styles in that. I don't really have like a, a, a seaside cliff cloak. Yeah. And in that movie there's a great some great cloak action. Some good like coats, but like the cloak. I'm like, I need a flowy cloak. I think this that's is... the new yeah, that's gonna be the new thing is like a a cloak. Yeah. Yeah. I want one. I definitely want yeah. one. Not like a Jedi robe, but like maybe 
not even a hood, but yeah. Sorry, some, did you say a Jedi robe? Yeah, I think that's like that's already a thing. I think people wear okay, Jedi hold robes. On. Charles, this is gonna. Blow, I'm so sorry. This is gonna blow your mind. I want to get through my list of horrible deaths, but I did also work on a list of my ten favorite Star Wars moments, and I'd really want to share it. With you. <laughs> wow, this is great. I'm so glad we yeah. watched uh, Hobbs and Shaw because these are some really wonderful lists. Remember the scene where they they got in an argument, and then they fought all those guys, and then they got another argument. And Which they one? Men, and that was so good. Got to narrow okay. it down. Uh, number four. Let, let's tr- let's try to move through these quickly. I think uh, you'll agree with these. I don't want to be killed by a wild animal because the shit that I will say out loud to the animal, like, will be so embarrassing. Like you know, famously Herzog watches the Timothy Treadwell mauling video in Grizzly Man, and he was like, "It was very bad. No one should ever see this thing. No good. Yuck, yuck." If that video was me, he'd be like, it was very embarrassing for the young man. He said he pleaded with the bear. He said, bear, no, please, please stop it. Good bear, be a good bear. No, 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 no. Like, it would, I would, I, I would just come off like much, like a child. I'd be like, please, please, Mr. Mountain Lion. I'd, I'd say like something like that. And I can't live knowing that my final words were like pleading with an absolute moron. Okay. I think this is where the lists start to differ for us. I think one, two, and three are like right on. For the both of mm. us, but yeah, here, like I, I, I think it would be painful, but not in the same way that the others are. And I think that, are you fucking kidding? As a vegan, I think uh, that would be the way out. I think that's my preferred on. way okay. out. You're telling me a, a, a scavenger type or a predator type who's like eating you, not to take you out of your misery, but to like eat parts of you while, like, you know, it's trying to incapacitate you to feast on you, not to like take you out of pain. I think it'd be horrible. Yeah, I mean, it would hurt, definitely. I'm not saying it wouldn't hurt. But your sheer nobility and respect for yeah, animal respect kind for would carry animals. you through. Yeah, that's not true. Yeah, I think that's, and, that's the way I actually my prefer. That's like number one. Wait. Number five, I don't want to be killed by you. What? Oh, that, like I almost started crying. It'd be sad. We've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Okay, here's my caveat. If it's a baller-ass death, like, you know, where we're like, we're at the very end of an adventure movie, and I'm like, Charles, looks like my dance ticket's been punched by uh, the good Lord Jesus, and I'll be dancing a little jig, a little tango with him up in heaven. So why don't you go ahead and pull that on trigger and send me off to my big old dance date with Jeebus? Then that'd be cool. I don't think I would do it, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, you'd be a coward. You'd yeah. be a coward. Uh, speaking of dancing, though, I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> the scene The scene where uh, Shaw, or no, sorry, Hobbs captures Vanessa Kirby and then Gr- is like, gross. I got one question for you. Do you like to dance? And she's like, well, the Mokraina. <sighs> Well, you mean the the well, the hosey posey? Which is sick because, like, go fuck yourself, dude. This shit, like, what, what does a that dumbass. even mean? Yeah. Did he no, write like, that? Ever the tango it takes two. Like everything that the Rock says in this, from the like bullshit woke bay. Like, okay, he has different zones that are terrible. One, the Rock as a woke bay sucks. Clearly, he hates women and and is a piece. Of, like, he just is like such like a chauvinistic idiot. I don't think he hates women. I think he like actually believes that his chauvinism is good for them. I mean, he calls women sweetie in all these movies. Like, just that whole basic thing of, like, right. bursting into rooms and being like, listen up, sweetie. I don't know. I hate that shit. Okay, two, whenever he's trying to be like, and we've talked about this, the beauty of, of a Vin Diesel performance that I've been trying to impress upon you is that 
Vin is playing his own game. Like it's kind of like I talk often about how I love that that in Roadhouse Patrick Swayze plays a vegetarian warrior poet, just because like at that time it was cool to be like this guy's a free thinker. <laughs> yeah, he's got his own ideas, and it's like. Yeah, this vegetarian poet warrior is the best bouncer in Oklahoma. I don't know. Just like shit like that rules. It's so funny and awesome. And in the fast movies, the fact that Dom really has his own convoluted agenda that's all about like nobility and family and respect. DVD players. DVD players protecting their essence. Um and then you have The Rock who's just like, listen up, dumb nuts. I'm fucking big and beautiful, and I'll kill you with my friggin' pinky. So shut the fuck up before I take a shit over your fat fucking face. The, that, and that's the tone the entire time. And it's not but charming. And it's not cool. Yeah. Jesus, it sucks. Which leads me to number six on my list. I don't want to be killed by The Rock. I would hate to give him the pleasure. <laughs> okay, so it's me and then The Rock. Cool. Yeah. Um, The Rock is also like, that's why the last movie... I don't think really worked for me eight because it tried to like do that perversion of the hero where like family, 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 family. And then we're come to eight and we're like, what if it's not family? And then we spent a whole fucking two hours with like Dom trying to go against himself. You know, you understand nothing of Dom. Nothing. The one thing I, we would, already got through that. Yeah, I've never. The one gone. thing he would superficially betray family for is a deeper level of familial love. <laughs> His best. So you don't know child, shit. Yeah. Okay, but no, no. But I'm saying like the reason I brought that up is that The Rock has been a fucking wishy washy flim flam. Whatever you need, you plug him in. And the first one, he's a cop, but then he becomes a criminal. And the second one, he's supposed to treat them like they're criminals, but then he doesn't. And then in the third one, he's in. I don't even remember they're just a team at that point at that point it's all collapsed like a so like like his identity has become less and less and less to the point where he has his whole movie devoted to him half of the movie is just about him and we don't even know who the fuck he is anymore and like they try to invent something about him and it doesn't fit in with any of the three other versions that we've had from him before yeah Hobbs is a bad character and the rock is very annoying at this point um okay uh, here's notable moms in cinema. We're recording this on Mother's Day. Sorry to date it, but let's do some moms in cinema. Uh, Susan Sarandon in Speed Racer. She's phenomenal. Uh, Kathy Bates in Waterboy. She is transcendent in that performance, uh, calling football foosball for two hours. I'm kidding. There's no way that movie is two hours long. That's <laughs> tight ninety. That's I think good acting. Um, uh, Anakin's mom and Phantom Menace. Wow. That's uh, a powerful. A, it's an amazing performance. And she says stuff like, uh, good luck on the racing, Annie. And I think she also, there's that famous line where she says, it's okay. I'll keep being a slave. Well, there's that great moment where Qui-Gon is like, look, I'm a telepathic, uh, warrior ninja, and I can control minds and kill people extremely easily, but I'm not about to liberate a slave without, being deeply respectful of slavery rules yeah so while i cheated to win you win you as an object in a race i would not deign to offend the good people of tatooine by just stealing your mother a common slave that's why the star wars is so fucking good 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 movies um lupita nyong'o in us i think she's a great mom in that i think uh i like the movie a lot she's great in it cool picks and uh my number five pick of course anne hathaway in serenity she'll do anything for that kid She'll even uh, let Jason Clark beat her with a belt and then let Matthew McConaughey thrust fuck her in a rainy boat 
just in an effort to protect their son. That's that's motherhood at its finest. I think if you're if you love mothers, you're gonna want to watch a little movie called Serenity. You could just plug anything in there, and Josh, it, if you love hot dogs, you gotta watch a little movie called Serenity. called Point Break. That's true. That's a hot dog ass film. Well, let me ask you this: Did you like uh, Hobbs's mom and Hobbs and Shaw? Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I think that was my answer. Who cares? Mm. You do anything for your mom today? My mom, no, I mean, her birthday is the seventh. So we sort of go through this every year. And every year I do something different because I'm very bad at being a son. Um, sometimes I call her twice. Sometimes I call her once. Sometimes I call her zero times. It's really like my mom goes through a fucking rough ride in the first week of May. I like that you keep her on her toes. Yeah. I mean, that'll keep her young at heart and mind, you know? Yeah, keeping her scared and nervous mm. and anxious for a, month, a week or two at a time every year. It's uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I uh, know, but actually, we did do something. We, we, in the spirit of COVID nineteen celebration of birthdays and Mother's Day, uh, my brother and his girlfriend, my sister and his her boyfriend. This is complicated. My brother and his girlfriend. Your sister and, is married now. Oh my god! Yeah, thank you. My sister and you weren't invited or something. Yeah, it seemed it seemed well, weird. It was really strange. She texted so. She was like, I'm going to get married, but there's not going to be a wedding, so don't worry about it. And then like a week later, she's like, oh, we are going to get married, but still don't worry about it if you can't come. That's, that, that is the polite way to not invite a loved one. Right, but then it turned out to be an impolite way to not demand that I be there, even though she, I think, wanted me to be there. Mm. It's so fucking complicated. Look, moral of the story is, if you want Charles to be at a wedding, just ask him. If you don't, just tell him. Right. Really don't ask me, because if you ask me, I'll still be like, meh. But if you want me to be there, you should just be like, Charles, I really want you to be at this wedding. And I'll be like, and look, right. these are the rules for Charles being at your wedding. And if you want Charles to be your wedding listener, just email the show. We'll get him out there. Yeah, anyway, I don't, I don't have to know you. I really don't. I honestly, I think like I'd like going to weddings for strangers more than friends. Yeah. That's just who I am, though. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, also, we do have another mother in my house. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, my dog, my 1A dog, Wink, we <sighs> are pretty sure that she has birthed puppies. So we lavished <sighs> her with treats and joy and love because why, why not? She's, she's a mother. So I don't want to wait too much longer before we start this list. I think it's this is going to be a longer episode than normal, I think, just because, look, we've got a lot to talk about. I, I spent some time during this uh, our watch of Hobbs and Shaw assembling the 10 greatest moments in Star Wars. Okay, <laughs> That's like Charles, what most people spend maybe years of their life figuring it out. Well, I, I'll level with you. I picked a couple of these a while ago and was looking for a reason to use them. So <laughs> finish the I, list. Yeah, if I was like, I'll use this time productively, having accomplished, this is the first thing I did. I did this, then I did the limerick, then I did, uh, I found abrasives and bearskins and Vanessa Kirby's name, then I thought of ways I don't want to die, then I thought of moms in cinema, I wrote a list of movies you can watch instead of Hobson Shaw, which is just Southland Tales and Mission Impossible Fallout. Vanessa Kirby's in Fallout, right? And she's great. She's so much better in a movie that serves her so much better And in she's Fallout. good in this, and that's the, like... I, she was great in Fallout. I really, I sort of just makes me want to watch all of her movies. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, uh, she soldiers through this with uh, a lot of charm in a movie that lacks charm, like overwhelmingly charmless. She's like great. Where like scenes where the Rock is like doing his stupid eyebrow thing, or where nothing is happening, and where no one is really acting anymore, she still is acting, and it's like really nice to watch someone still do the thing they're supposed to do in the midst of a 
fucking childish fuck up. Right, and then to watch that knowing that within her name you can find the word bearskins or right. abrasives. Oh my god. This is a good It's like show. a little Easter egg. Okay, so I also just typed the phrase, remember how cool Halo was. <laughs> right. Remember that That's- shit when Halo came out? A list unto itself. Yeah, dude. I fucking so I was I didn't have an Xbox, mm. so I had to wait. And I fi- I finally played it when I came on PC. I played the shit out of that game. Fucking capture the flag, Halo capture the flag. Yeah, no. I wasted so much time. That's that that's game's fucking ruled. Yeah, it's definitely uh definitely one of those memories. Uh, that's that one map where you're just in the canyon or whatever. Yes. And the two bunkers. Yeah. That shit, it, like, to losers like me and Charles, that is, you know, I'll, I remember that better than I remember much of elementary school, uh, I think, at this Yeah, point. I remember I, Warcraft 3, Red Faction. Right. Sure. And, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I used to play hours of Red Faction online. Mm. The good so old days. Cool. The, one of the first games to have, like, just honestly, one of the only games to have destructible environments, like, fully destructible environments. So yeah. much fun. Get the real gun out, boom, blast the hole right through the wall. Then that's the problem with this fucking movie, this shit ass movie. It's like it's like watching The Rock play Call of Duty or something. It's like this sucks. This could not be less interesting. Yeah, like one of the ones from the bad studio, not Activision, yeah, the other one that the makes the, one. the bad okay, version so, of Call of Duty. Look, our fans have been waiting for this, and I finally I did the work. It's time to it's time to get into it, Charles. And We're doing I the top say, ten Star Wars. Listener, buckle up. We're going to go through the top 10 Star Wars moments. And we're going to get live reactions from Charles. Let's start with number 10. Charles, start the clock. Do we want a ticking clock? Start the clock. be a fucking ticking clock. Okay. It's going now. At this point, listeners, it's going. The clock is started. No, no, don't, don't, no, 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 no. Edit one in. Shut up. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. I don't want you to fucking make the noise yourself. I want you to act like an editor or whatever it is you do for this podcast. I'm EP. Get us the fucking ticking clock. Jesus Christ. Number 10. Um, we all remember the moment when uh, Han Solo runs into his old friend Jabba the Hutt at Moss Eisley and steps on his tail and they have a conversation. <laughs> and, and oh, we all man. go. That, that brings joy is- back. This is probably going to come back to us. We're probably going to see this this friendly fat fellow later. Yeah. That's a good oh, moment. I love what it. What a great moment. Fuck. You may remember when you watch uh, the movie Star Wars, the most one of the most beloved pieces of fiction of the last century, the scene that we often go back to in that iconic first film is uh, when uh, Harrison Ford is walking around what looks like an empty room talking at something, which in the movie resembles a screensaver from a Windows 98. That is uh, a great moment in, in movies. And that's what that's what Lucas did so well was that he was making a movie for adults, but he would s- sprinkle in a little a little of that nonsense that that kids really love. And, you know, Charles, I'm happy you mentioned that because yeah. number nine. Oh yeah, number nine. I think we all remember uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi when our heroes, uh, you know, oh God, <laughs> where. Where to start? Oh, the adventures and the stars, the fighting of the sabers, and it's so good. But at the end, there's this little scene, and, and not everyone remembers this from the movie, when all the characters come together and have a little, they dance and sing with the Ewoks, the little fellas who helped them out on the place. And that, to me, how do you finish off a trilogy? It's Shakespearean. You end, you end things with dances. This is what Shakespeare did in Shakespearean 
Yeah, times. Sure, whatever. They named a time after him. They must have mm. had dancing. Right. And I think it's nice that George Lucas, in what I can only imagine, was a Shakespearean homage to the bard. Yeah. Um, he, uh, there's the, they all dance with the Ewoks. And you're like, this is good. This is pretty good. It ended. It's good. I mean, I feel like what was it for like 15 years? That's how all movies ended, right? Yeah. Ewoks showed up and then a, a, a party got going. You know, it's so nice because all the stuff happened and then everyone sort of is like, we did it. And they have a good party about it. And it's yeah. nice. I think it's a nice it's moment. A, every movie should end that. Even if I was wrong about every movie doing that, like that's how sh- that's how you should know the movie's about to be over. Yeah. So you can get well, your you know, empty tub of popcorn off the floor. Big if old If you tub. like dancing, you can start dancing. I don't give a shit. But like this should be a signal. We should have signals in our movies telling mm. us when we should stop caring about the thing that we're just watching. And dancing, especially with Ewoks, is a great cue for that. I mean, I felt like there was a ewok dancing scene after 10 minutes of this last one we just watched am I... this this movie felt like mostly ewok dancing the movie yeah actually we're that was not a doubt that's that's very true okay number eight uh and this is um uh younger younger viewers maybe uh close your ears for a minute when luke and leia exchange a little kiss I think we all remember that. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about. I think. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, I think we all. Uh, I think we all remember the little kiss. A little kiss for Luke and Leia. And Han's like, brother, man, you just done kissed your sister. He didn't know that. Yeah, he didn't know that. None of us did. None they of did us wait did. till we the, were younger the, then. The, the dancing Ewok scene before they knew. Mm. Wait, is that really? That's how the movie ends, right? Return of the Jedi is like, oh, by the way, she's your sister. Yeah, th- uh, yeah, and then and then it, it freeze frames on Mark Hamill's face, and then uh, and then the credits roll over that. He's, he's like, going to take a little screenshot of that. Now, you may, oh, there he is. There's Luke. No, I'm not holding a fucking. I'm not holding that face for an extended period of time. And then Werewolves of London starts playing by Warren Zevon, and that's the end of Star Wars. Um. Okay, so here's number seven. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say your video is cut out. Oh, that's oh, just back. because I was trying to take a screenshot of your yeah. silly face, but I just turned my phone off by accident. I'm Mark friggin' Hamill. Not going to try that again. Okay, number seven, I think, was an emotional moment for everybody uh, watching Solo. Wait, did I miss a bunch, or are we counting down? We're counting down from ten, because number one is a big one. Jesus. Um, it's big. So number seven... Uh, uh, freaking Han Solo, the handsome smuggle man, he meets the big hair dude in a prison in Solo. Oh, and he, and yes. Okay, so this is one of these things where when you're watching Solo for the first time, like me, I had I was unfamiliar with the other films, and I met the, the large man. His name was Chewbacca, and I said, oh, that's a lovely name. But, but Han goes, I can't call you Chewbacca every friggin' time. I guess I better think of a galdang nickname. Oh, I know. How about Chewie? And you're like, that actually, that that scans. That's a good nickname. You know what? This reminds me of a scene from Hobbs and Shaw. At the very end when they're beat when they're beating up Idris Elba. Oh, God, yeah. And they, Black Superman. They can't figure out how to do it. They punch him. Mm. Nothing happens. They get punched. They get kicked. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. It's such and a then, good scene. It's raining, I think. Yeah, it's pouring. Oh, my God. Oh, it actually it's looks so like wet. It's, Guys, it gets so dark. You wouldn't but freaking here's the believe thing how is, wet it gets. They realize after... Jason Statham gets punched in the face. Uh, Lucas Hobbs has time to hit him with a piece of helicopter. And then 
while rather than just beating the shit out of Idris Elba right then and there, they go to a corner and go, you know what? If if I if I take a punch and you punch him, and uh, if I take a punch and you punch him, we can punch him together. Together. I'll edit it's that a good. Together. It's a really good. It's moment really great because we didn't figure that yeah. out if while watching yeah. this movie. We could never possibly have well, figured out how they were going to do it. A lot of the movies were told repeatedly by multiple characters that they're just they're t- they're just not going to be able to work together. Never. It's just oh. it's it's it is off the table, my friend. Uh, but there is a little a uh, little link between that last great scene from Star Wars and this one, mm. the uh, Chewbacca scene where where Han where Han goes, Chewbacca. I can't call you Chewbacca every single friggin' time. I guess I'll call you a shorter version of it. How about Chewie? I like this Jack Nicholson Han Solo that you're pulling out here. Yeah, and then and then Chewie finishes a cigarette and goes, "That'll do." Uh. Well, yeah. At the end, when they're when the credits are just about to roll, uh, Jason Statham and The Rock are having another one of their beautiful battles of the wit, verbal mm. assaults, and mm. uh, The Rock calls Jason Statham Mini Me, and he calls him Robin, I think, and then Statham yeah. goes, "Oh ho ho!" But maybe you are a Chewbacca. Yeah, that, that did happen in the movie. <laughs> it's really good. It's pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to warn you right now. We're, we, with, there's no not, no more of my picks come from the original trilogy. <laughs> good. Fuck yeah, that place. Right. We've covered all the good stuff from those movies. Wait, Solo is not from the original trilogy either. No, technically, I looked into this. Technically speaking, no. <laughs> I'm glad it's, you looked into it. It's a different one, yeah. Because so number six comes from Return of the Skywalkers. And I'll say it with me. We made a new little friend. He's so small. <laughs> yeah. Bob, Bob, Babu Frick. Babu uh, Frick. It's, it's good. You know, JJ is uh, he's a bit of a wild man, and you never know what he's going to pull off in these crazy flicks. And in this one, he's like, I made a little man. He's so small. <laughs> he's fucking he fixed, amazing. He fixed the robot. Josh, I'm not going to let you spoil Babu Frick for me. He is maybe my favorite element of the entire Star Wars universe. Well, you know, I don't think it's speaking out of turn to say that he's literally the only good thing in a movie that feels endless. Well, I'm yeah, no, I'm saying he's just like his element. Maybe it's because he's surrounded by such shit, that whole movie, but I think he's the greatest thing to ever appear in a Star Wars movie. When you look at him, do you think of the frog from the ring ding 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 he was just a cultural archetype. You don't ask who was JFK, okay? Who was Martin Luther King? We don't know anymore. Crazy Frog. Okay. I like to move it. So was, um, he, was Crazy Frog friends with JFK and Martin Luther King? Well, he was created in 2005 by actor and playwright Eric Vernqvist. Huh. And he's Swedish, which is fucked up. Wait, the frog wow. Swedish? The frog well, was created by a Swede. So I guess his origins are listed as uh, Gothenburg. So he's still active, which is good to read on Wikipedia. He's part of the Eurodance genre. Okay, number five. And this is a scene where I think we all got a little emotional. Okay. So uh, famously, in Rise of the Skywalker, guys, 
they go to the planet where they have the there's the the festival that we all loved so much and there's the all the this the you know and they go to the they into the they're looking for the knife and they go under the they go into the sand and there's a worm and they got to get the knife from the worm it's such we, cool it's, i never so thought sick. of that in a million years it's so sick it's great and look we could talk about that all day but uh the movie does a a weirdly interesting thing where we think that Chewie has died because of Ray's force powers. But, oh, yeah. But but then, in what I would describe as the number five moment in Star Wars, we find out that it was a goof up, and it was it was <laughs> boy, boy, actually boy, boy. it was Chewie. What Chewie was in the other one. Chewie was in the other one. And then, and as an audience, we're like, oh, we don't have to grapple with the implications of Ray's power. It was a goof up. Can I make an an, an announcement? I, th- oh, I was going to say something else, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with announcement. Please, I, oh god, announce co- all day. COVID nineteen. We're supposed to be fucking staying inside, wearing masks and shit. You know what I did? What? I snuck out of the house. Snuck out of the house. Okay, get this. I okay. snuck out. When no right. one was looking. I went to a tattoo parlor and got. Chewie was on the other transport, tattooed on my right got leg. Some, got some fresh, uh, some wars ink, some new wars ink. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it says Chewie was on the other transport on my right leg now. Yeah. Um, now when I dream, I often dream about uh, Chewie being on the other transport. I know. It's, it's so like psychiatrists yeah. now have a, a new page in the book. Yeah. I'll wake, I'll, I'll wake up in a cold sweat and I'll call my the love of my life, Allison. And I'll Who's say, not Allison, there. She's not here right now. And she, and she goes, let she me guess. She's been there for months. Let me get, yeah, this is true. And Sorry. she goes, let me guess. And I'm like, Chewy, and she goes other transport, and I'm like, yeah, again. And then we're both like, it's just a good, it's a good bit of plotting. It's oh just a God. good moment. It's just you know how I, it's you the know number how you five know, moment in Star Wars. You know, how you know it's a good bit of plotting. How us brought up at least three times. They it's fucking, true because fucking knew they nailed it. Like, let's just use it again for a minute. Like, as an audience, you're like, oh, am I going to be put in a position where I have to consider something about the the character of this trilogy? And then they're like. No, you don't have to think about it. And it's like, oh, thank, thank God. We can just, we can continue. Our, we, we can just charge through this as we were before without, it's, 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 it's a great moment. It's the fifth best moment in Star Wars. So far, I agree with everything. Yeah. So number four, and this might get controversial. Okay. So uh, The Phantom Menace uh, famously is not everyone's favorite uh, movie. Some people didn't get the humor of Jajar Binks. Some people didn't really appreciate uh, that you know, Lucas is using the as you, you and I we talk about this all the time. It's called the ring cycle of storytelling, where right, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. echoes reverberate throughout the the trilogy into the other trilogies. It's it's kind of like a four D chess thing. Where yeah, like, it's funny, right? It's funny. It's good stuff. Often when people don't like something, it's because they're so fucking stupid that they're thick. They're they're like hulking brow is too dense and i'm not a, i'm an only an amateur phrenologist i assume it's from bad breeding but they don't understand these movies so the number four moment in all of star wars let's be honest uh at the end of the movie when when the uh when the the the, the naboo fleet launches its desperate attack 
on the Trade Federation ships. And little Anakin, I, you know where I'm going with this. Mm. Little Annie, uh, mm. though he's told explicitly by his Jedi minders not to, not to run amok. <laughs> you know how kids are. He gets in a Starcraft and goes up and basically just kills thousands of people. Just oh. fucking wipes them out accidentally. Wait, like, aren't they just robots? No, there's there's some uh, space Asians too. It's space Asians and robots. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. just he's just like mowing through like living beings, and he he turns to R two D two, who is a recurring. He's the smaller droid who recurs throughout the cinema series, and he goes, uh, "I'm going to pull up the line here." Yeah, now, don't get it wrong, right? It wrong. And what he says is he's just he's just murdered. He's like basically committed his first real murders. Yeah, like not first counting act of like genocide, really. Yeah, and not counting pod racing, where you like it's. I would argue it's like manslaughter. I don't know. I think you, you're you just in it, you know? Yeah. Unless you're a Sebulba type. Sebulba. Yeah, like, yeah, say that again. Uh, my favorite, honestly, I, this is my, my runner-up number one is, is us understanding acutely that Sebulba fucks. That's that true. Sebulba, whatever, whatever misshapen, nightmarish membrane his genitals look like, he is getting it in something. And and we're led to believe that the women, the ladies like a Sebulba, okay? Let's call that number 11. Number four. So Anakin, uh, he's up in uh, the Trade Federation just blowing away these very tastefully conceived and rendered uh, aliens. Just uh, mm. good stuff, George. And, it and so Anakin, real. You know, it's like I was really in, in space. Uh, in space. Asia. Yeah. <laughs> space, Asia, Spasia. And, and Anakin goes, he, he kills all these people and is, he goes, now this is podcast, pod racing. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> He turns, can you edit that out? Okay, edit that out, and we'll start clean in three, two, go. And little Annie uh, turns to Archie 2 and goes, now this is pod racing. <laughs> we, we, saw, we know how much he likes, he, lo- yeah. he loves to pod race, and he's, he's, he's murdered all these people. He's very excited. Yeah. And he goes, now this is pod racing. I don't really, I still don't really, I think I'd have to talk to Lucas to really figure that one out. That's the number quite. four best moment in Star Wars. I mean, I, I'm going to respect that agreement. It went over my head. I think I might yeah. be one of those brow men you were talking about earlier. You do. You have a like a, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Something, about, again, I, I don't have my, my, my measuring tools on me. It does seem like your skull suggests some kind of genetic, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to say train wreck, but it doesn't look good. I'll have to get it checked out. You should. Uh, and if you're listening, look, it's such an important time to practice social distancing, wear a mask, be in touch with your primary care physician. And if you haven't had your skull measured, this is a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? We're doing actually uh, part of the Patreon is going to be you can we will do amateur phrenology on you to tell you about your breeding simply from looking at your skull. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. <laughs> okay. So. We've got to move on, Charles. I'm so sorry. I know. We've got to move on to the number three greatest moment in Star Wars history. And this one, honestly, when I was making the list, I was like, well, this has got to be it. This is a top three moment. So we all, we all, the problem with Han Solo, the character, is that he isn't terribly likable or there's not a lot to hold on to in the original movies. You're like, who is this guy? I don't know anything about him. Okay. Right. Right, 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 right. What, yeah. what is his deal? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Yeah. And the problem is that, you know, Harrison Ford is so attractive and so charismatic. 
and the performance is so good that it distracts us from bigger questions. Right. Questions that thankfully were answered in the film Solo, which which improved the rest of Star Wars because as with the Chewy Chewbacca moment, which is again a top 10 moment in Star Wars, we finally fill in this blank. Like why does Han decide to call him Chewy that one time for and then forever? Right, we never could have figured that out. We needed right, to that. You, to you and I, the, the, the moviegoer, it's inscrutable. Right. Okay. So in my the number three moment in, in Star Wars is when this we is number learn. Three. This, is, this is on the podium. This is oh, this is the bronze winner. Yeah, we learn in Solo, and this is what we call. By the way, uh, a lot of people listen to the show. A lot of film students. Okay, bust out the notepad for this. In Solo, where you're saying they're not going to get this in school. This is absolutely some street knowledge. This is okay. shit I picked up yep. from just my own experiences being an amateur film critic on podcasting. Um, you may recall Han. Uh, he is trying to go somewhere or something and they ask him what his name is. And he goes, Oh, I'm Han. I don't have a family name. And then the guy goes solo because he's alone Yeah, because he's like literally alone. So what we learn in that moment is that Han solo, his last name is because he literally was alone at that time. Hmm. Wow. It's so fucking deep. It's, you know, it's really, it's good. Cause again, you watch, then you go back and watch uh, the first one and like, like well, you know, the fourth one, the fourth one, but it right. was the first one that came out because you get the idea. It's so then, complicated. Oh, it's, it's look, people like you and I, we're, I would say we're top, like I would say top 9% of humanity, but Lucas sure, is a, is a wonder. He's a wonder. Oh my God. I'm not crazy. He, He's a wonder. He, he might be another species. Right. Uh, uh, perhaps, perhaps one of his beloved aliens from the Star yeah. Wars movies. Oh my God! Do you think he's masquerading <laughs> as a person? But he's just this is all biography to him. Mm, that would explain a lot. I mean, how could you yeah, think so this shit up? The number three moment in all of Star Wars, we learn how Han got his last name, which is really good because, again, before dog shit character didn't didn't much care for him, but then it's like, oh, he was a, it was Solo. Okay, number two moment, and this is going to be a little emotional and also Han related when Luke sees Han's golden dice in the Last Jedi and remembers his friend Han because of his beloved golden dice, and as an audience, we said, "Those are them." That's the golden dice. Those are the dice we know. The, we love those dice more than the characters themselves. Those are not just any old dice. Those They're are not the f- dice that uh, the guy used to win the slave through his mind games earlier That's in the series. That's a chance cube. That's a chance cube. That's it's a different. different die. Different die. We know that. Anyways, that was it's an emotional moment. Luke Luke strokes the golden die dice and then later he gives the fake golden dice to leia as a sign but they're not real we watch them fade away but um certainly fans for years you know had asked look these movies we love them we love these movies we love the movies what ever happened to those goddamn dice and we and then we found out what happened and i think that to me makes it the second best moment in star wars is when luke finally is reunited with hans dice i'm just tearing up over here thinking it's, about it's it. really emotional yeah because we see luke finally reunite with those dice yeah that's filmmaking Fuck. 
And that leads us all to the number one moment in Star Wars. And uh, I think we all already know, but I'll just, uh, look, I'll be the basic bitch. Excuse me. I do respect women. I'm not, I'm saying it in the fun colloquial, cloak, cloak, cut this, cut this part. Colloquial, colloquial, colloquial. Wait, I'm not saying, I, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm saying it like No, 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 you can, say, you can just move, yeah, I'm just going to cut it all. No, just shut cut up. Okay, okay. Just okay, shut up. Fucking fine. I'll be the, I'll be the, the basic. Boy, just say boy. Boy, I, look, women, women, this is about women, this We're last one. Cut this all out. Just I know, say, just, okay, fine. Just at the end of The Rise boy. of Skywalker, Ray, she, okay, at the end of Skywalker. Yes, just say she it. She goes to, she goes, the, I'm a good boy, I'm a best boy. At the end of the movies, uh, we finally see Ray go back to Tatooine, which is where all this shit happened earlier in the other movies. And she puts the thing in the ground, or I don't, I, whatever. She puts, she buries it. Maybe what it's thing? the dice, the knife, the, the the two knife. She has two knife, and uh, and, and uh, the whole movie. You know, we learn she's the she's the Emperor's granddaughter, and it, <sighs> oh no, her name is Ray Palpatine, and it's oh my god. And then the movie, that lady goes, "What's your name?" She's like, "I'm Ray." And she's, and the lady's like, "Nah, get, you need to now say your whole name." Fucking and say it. It's Fucking such a, say it. It's, a, it's and we're all like, "What is she gonna say? What is the thing she's gonna say?" And then she says, "It's Skywalker. She, she just is one of them now." And um, yeah, as I like fan, it. as fan of the show, this is she finally, as I understand it, she is she becomes Luke. I don't know. She's Skywalker now, and it's good because those are the good guys and the other ones. And yeah, yeah, no. I I love that you really like – me too, man. I love the naming parts of these series. Mm. The, it's the good. The Chewbacca thing, the Solo thing. The Solo the, thing. The Ra- like, these are great fucking moments and, like, really powerful storytelling devices that Lucas just reined in, like, fucking 100 horses ahead of him. And he's like, you're my horses now. You're mine. Yeah. And it's I think it's story. cool. Because uh, you know J.J. J. Abrams, who did the Rise of Skywalker, in the beginning of the sh- of the show, it's oh Ray is our friend Ray. We don't know her name. Then and this mm-hmm. is called the Rule of Threes, my friends. Okay, should I write this down too? You should note this down. Okay. So movie starts just Ray. Boring. Uh, That's big one. twist. That's one. She's freaking Palpatine. She's the, the he's the bad guy from the other ones, and he's the bad guy again. And she's his granddaughter. That's two. She's now has a two name. And then at the end of the movie, she has a third name, Turn and that's called the rule of three. threes. Also, if you look at it, and this is true, each set of movies is in fact three is trilogies, and you have three so, threes. Oh my right. god, so three that's threes! Like the trip- wow, she has three names. There's three letters in the word Ray. Uh, in the last scene, there are technically three lightsabers. I think, Josh. I think I gotta um, get the tinfoil hat on. This is getting a little scary. It's uh, honestly, I don't know when what you start- we're gonna uncover. When you start finding these patterns, yeah, okay, they're all around you. Fuck. Okay, yeah, and it's true. And what we're trying to say is, Star Wars is full. It's full of moments that. Uh, I don't know how you pick ten nerds like us. We could th- we could think of a hundred moments from Star Wars, uh, but these are the best ten. Just to reiterate, uh, yeah, Han talks to Jabba and Mos Eisley. Uh, the Ewoks have fun dancing. All uh, right, Luke we, and we, Leia, we, we, they can rewind it, Josh. Uh, oh. I got interrupted. Chewbacca's chewy. There's, uh, I did have time to make my own list. You've had a few lists now, and we've loved them. Everyone's loved them. Well, no, the nerds have taken over. Now lists is how we all talk. Yeah. Um. So we have come 
to the end of a franchise for now. And this is like, this is the joy we do. It's that time to mm. ask the question. Mm. When will it end? Do, are you, so how are you feeling now? We've come to the end. We threw on a spinoff. I know you were not asking when will it end. And I don't know if this even counts. I think you can just stick with your last answer from the last episode. But I just want to hear what you have to say. I, I think you're being very fair. I, I, I can't revoke my love of the series over this admittedly disappointing spinoff. The thing is, I come to these movies because I love Dom. I come to these movies because <laughs> I love yeah. the question, you know, how many more kids does he have? I don't know. I, I, I really, I liked eight a lot more than you did. I loved yeah. seven. I loved five. I loved two. I loved, I mean, the, 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 the hit rate of this series is remarkable. Yes. We've watched nine of these. And I like legitimately like at least four of them, which I think is a. It doesn't sound so that good for no, but for movies that I would watch again, like joyously, yeah, uh, I'd watch Too Fast Too Furious again, like today. I'd watch Tokyo Drift rules. again, even though it's a strangely bad has so many bad things in it. It is a great movie. It's super fun to watch. Yes, Fast Five, Modern Masterpiece, Furious Seven. I would fucking watch six again because there's parts of that that are fun. Like, I'm not going to run out to go see it, but like, I'd say it has four winners and mm. uh, a couple of fun I, ones. I, I would sub in eight and over six in my book, but right. yeah. Personally, I know I've been out. I said no on one. I was like, I don't want to watch any more <laughs> of these. And then I, I said it again, I think at seven, being like, I think this is where I want the series to end. And then I asked again, when will it end at eight? Because I was like, yeah, this is not what I wanted. But you know what, Josh? I'm fucking, I'm not asking anymore. Oh my God. This movie was so, what this spinoff has taught us is that by removing the people that we actually want to watch in a movie, like there's no explanation for why they're not in this. They're still like in this world. It makes no sense why they're not a part of this movie. So we're like, well, now I just want to watch the gang do something. So I'm yeah. at, it, it did this one thing really well, which is make me miss watching a Fast and the Furious movie because it was so bad that I'm now back in. Well, I mean, uh, I think you put it perfectly. Like you take away the, 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 the stuff that we truly love and it's thrown into stark relief. So this had an, an, an ironic impact. It did. I, I yeah. can't wait for nine because I want to get back to the actual meat of the story. So no, and I, We'll see. I don't know if this is going to be the first, uh, the first one to do it, but we definitely have this rule where, yeah, we watch the movies, we finish a franchise, but if they make a new one, you better believe that's going to be the the next episode you hear is about this new movie. So, whenever uh, this movie comes out, uh, we're there. We're there, like. You wouldn't believe. So, so this brings us to the close of the series. I have to say, I'm I'm a little sad. I think. Uh, well, there's a few. What? A little bit of business we got to get uh, through. Can I? Okay. I mean, uh, yes. I, I want to hear what you say, but just don't forget we have a little bit of business. I gonna... know we're going to get to the business. Okay, good. What were you going to say? I'm sorry Christ. to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure we weren't trying to wind this shit down and go to bed. Well, we we do. I mean, we do have to wind this down, and I do have to go to right. bed. Right, and that's okay. why I'm saying. Remember, so, we have a bit of business. Let's. I'll keep it simple. Thanks for shitting all over this moment. You massive wanker. Um, nice, nice. Do you like that I, wanking motion that Statham does in the Statham elevator? Statham was born to do the jack-off sign. He fucking <laughs> he fuck, rules. What a I mean, baller. all Brits are. 
All yeah. bald British men are. His facial hair is fascinating. If you look at his stubble line and the way his beard connects to his head stubble, it's fascinating. Um, I'm sad watching these movies about teamwork and friendship through adversity uh, in this really challenging time was a really wonderful experience. And yeah. I'm sad. I, I wish to God we could see Nine. Even if Nine sucked, I would I would be just delighted to see Dom Toretto be the steely voice of reason and emotional resolve to a, a, a disparate gang of misfits right now. I would love that. Yeah. And I miss it terribly. I, I think it was a really nice time to start. Like if you like the first couple episodes we recorded were at the very beginning of this and we were together and pretty sure the first one was the one where we recorded in your dad's base basement slaughter room and then we moved outside and that was one and Mm. two yeah and like the the week we talk about COVID-19 this is like this is a perfect COVID-19 franchise you got nothing to do you got a lot of time to kill this is like 18 hours of movie watching and it's all about teaming up together being with your friends and while you can't do that in in real life it's just like this is better than a zoom meeting it's better than playing (laughs) jackboard games or whatever they're called this is this is a good enterprise. Um, I gotta say the the biggest bit of business. I know you're gonna hate this bit of business, but I gotta get it in, okay? Because I've spent way too much of my goddamn time talking about family. Oh, is this the big you. announcement or no? What's the big announcement? Well, never mind. Go ahead. Do your thing. Well, I just I I I spent a lot of time doing this, and I want to let you know that I wasted probably six hours doing this project. Uh, there's going to be an accompanying video that you can all watch, but I have gone through meticulously and found every instance of the word family in the whole Furious verse. And I just want to give you some numbers. You're not, is that okay? Are you asleep? What's going on? I don't on? care. Just do it. Okay, great. I mean, you just listed fucking 10 things from Star Wars, which I didn't really care about either, but you know, I, I just, I, I played you along with it. it. You, know? you loved, loved it. it. Fucking love Star Wars. I just so I'm 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 fascinated because we've talked about this a little bit already. We've talked about it a lot, I guess. But in the first, uh, there's there's fewer instances of the word family in the first four movie combined. Uh, in sorry, in the first five movies combined, than in the sixth one alone. He goes two instances in the first movie, zero in the second one, two, two, four, and then six comes along. You got eleven instances of the word family, sevens. You got fucking 14 and then fate of the furious has a whopping 16 use of the word family and then hobbs and shaw has 15 well there we have it that's it i guess that's all the time i got yeah but what i noticed was this is one of the reasons why this movie and i think the last movie were so bad is that they've been so influenced like by this under like trying to build a sense of family that this movie was like forced into a stupid little box because they had to deal with Hobbs and Tobbs family and Shaw's family, even though that's fucking boring. Like, can you imagine a movie about Luke Hobbs and his dumb daughter and his fucking stupid family? Dude, that that shit sounds fucking watched it. awful. It fucking sucked because they didn't know what to do with this character. So like trying to just, I feel like hopefully in nine, we saw them try to pervert family in eight and Cypher says family like eight times in one movie because they're so like trying to be like, this is what you believe in is family. Remember? And I just hope that, like, we've learned from the numbers. I got the numbers right here in front of me. You can't fucking lie with these things. I want to go back to a simpler time, back in, like, a Too Fast, Too Furious, where it's just about friends. Just about friends. I want to go back to a Tokyo Drift, where it's just about drifting, you know? 
Uh, Done you, with the family. This, this this thing you've picked up on is I don't I'm not convinced by it. Cool. From the first movie, the way Brian's supervising cop explains to him maybe of choosing a family that is the central structure of the entire franchise. This is just such a needless conflict. No, but I'm saying it is. I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm saying them demanding that we pay attention to it through the script, pointing it out every chance they get. I'm I'm sick of that. I just want to watch a movie with my gang. And I want to feel the family. I don't want to hear them talk about it all the fucking time, okay? Okay, yeah. All right. Maybe it's lapsed into being a bit a bit on the nose for the series. I, sure, same page. Okay, so I, we, we, I don't really want to rank these. Let's, let's just pick three that we like the most and then do series MVP. Wait, wait, no, we got we to gotta rank them. Okay. We can't fucking break from just because you're tired. We, I mean, you chose nine to do the counting. You hob- chose hey. to list out the six ways you didn't want to yeah, die and the ten favorite that moments was good of Star content. Wars. Okay, r- relatively quickly, let's run through this. Okay. Okay, go first. Okay, my number one at the end of the day, having watched all of them, has to be seven. Like at the end of all of this, that that movie has these metatextual layers and emotional resonances that are like staggering that a movie like on paper it's you look at the seventh franchise film in the car stealing movie and yet underneath that reductive analysis the the death of paul walker the seismic impact that has on the structure of the film the the way in which they address that real world reality in the universe of the film it's surreal it's heartbreaking it's beautiful it's a it's a fascinating film and certainly of this franchise i think if you've if you're gonna watch all of them i'd be very surprised if you don't walk away with that yeah i mean our guest for seven that was his first movie in the franchise and it got him like so into it that i feel like our friendship is partially about that this movie series so it's a super powerful film it's one of the only movies that i know that uh has the death of a main character. They make the movie anyway, and it is so infused with the movie that it's like watching Boyhood. It's like watching a movie where like real life is so a part of the fiction that you can't separate it, and it's unlike anything else. It's a yeah, fucking you, masterpiece. you can't prepare for it. It's, it's an insane movie. And the car shit's cool, and every, it's, like, it's a fucking perfect movie. Yeah, it, it works in every level. And again, like if you've watched seven of these, this is everything you could possibly watch right. in these movies. That's actually a great point, Josh. I love that, is that you could watch this first, and be amazed and want to watch everything else. And you can come in it from the beginning yeah, and get to this point and be like, this is what I fucking want right now. It's, it's a, it's a fucking special movie. It is. Okay. Which leads us to uh, my number two is fast five. It is the absolute, the door is kicked open and a series that struggles to find its footing. All of a sudden clicks into what is obviously going to be the, the entire tone of the rest of the franchise. Like it's one yeah. of these things where you're like, oh, this is the no turning back point. It is audacious, audacious, big, ridiculous, loud, emotional, funny, sweet, and strange. It is an excellent action movie. And I think, you know, subtract the metatextual layers from seven and it would be a dead heat and, and five might win. But it's a, a, a narrow second place finish. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you. Five is my second place pick, too. From this point, I feel like things get a little all over the place. Um I genuinely like eight a lot. I think again, when you're the fact that that any of eight works that deep into the franchise and the things that you're getting out of it, I yeah. love seeing Dom against the family. I think I love seeing Dom, you know, co-opted by supervillains. It's 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 in a way it's it's stupid logic about the development of that character. I think it makes sense and pays off for me after eight movies, and, and I think that gives it to me my my number three. 
Okay. I, I love that idea. I it personally didn't vibe with me. I didn't really like it, but I like that that's like when we're at eight, like what other fucking franchise can get to eight and still do this shit that we like. Like for me, the CGI was a bit of a bummer and I feel like the plot was not quite there for me, but I, for me too, is like that comes from number three for me. I think it's, especially after one, which I thought was really lacking in a lot of ways to have to figure out how to deal with one of your main characters leaving the movie and to like figure out that they want to just like deal with this very small story about two people that used to be friends and they need to relearn how to be friends. It's like, it's interesting to compare it to nine where, I mean, I guess you don't have the initial high school shit, but like you have two enemies learning how to be friends. Don't That's call it two nine. Is two. It's not nine. You lazy motherfucker. Okay. Hobbs and Jaw. Fast and Furious okay, presents Hobbs and Jaw. We're waiting for nine. You shame um, nine by speaking. I'm saying so nine in the furious verse, Josh. This is part nine say, of the furious verse. I would say fa- Too Fast, Too Furious is definitely a tight heat for three. I think eight being a, another culmination feeling. Maybe I just saw it. Two is really good. That, that's why it's hard to so rank. Is that your four? Unlike any one of these, this is, we've been doing this series for an eternity. So yeah, yeah. let's call that my number four. I, okay. Two, two rules. It has a few of the best moments of the entire series. Uh, and I'm a big Roman stan. I stan a Roman in this house. Stan rules. It's going to be hard to pick it up series MVP. We're Roman rules. I just said stand um, rules. Number three is my the song stand rules. Number four. Um, I know Sean is the like worst character ever created for the series. Yet, despite that, the movie is super fun. It's got the for up up until that point, like the cars were sort of boring. Two tried to fix it. Three fucking perfects and like imbues every sense of how cars move for the rest of the series. Three is so important. Fucking introduces us to Han, the beautiful, hopefully love of my life someday. He's like a dream so yeah three three is amazing i'm just gonna go through the rest because at this point it's hard to do um then we go to six then four then eight then one and then hobson shaw okay for me it goes uh three and then six and then one uh, four isn't that bad i like <sighs> Yeah, I think four is better than one, even though it's... I don't know. Okay, you, four is better than this. one, yeah. We so talked about this in the episode, but it's a three, better movie. Three, six, four, one, Hobbs and Shaw, a movie that I could never talk about again and be fine with. It's interesting that we have the exact same order, except you just bumped eight up to third place, but everything else is exactly the same. I have really fond associations with yeah. eight that might be blinding, blinding me to this or blinding no, me to this. I don't know. I'm not saying I took my melatonin before the record thinking that yeah. it would time nicely. So I that by tell. the time we wrapped up our night hour, I'd be off to bedtime. And now as we approach minute 90, I'm realizing that my, my, uh, my faculties are, are slipping away from Josh, me gradually. If, if there is a series, it's got two things. If there's a series that deserves a 90 minute finale, that's this series. It's, it's true, just... especially when 35 of those minutes were spent talking about the 10 most gripping sure. moments in the Star Wars film. We could have just skipped that part now that I'm looking at this. Um, so what, just cut I, all of that. Just, just cut, cut all of it. Just, just cut it all Garbage, out. anyway. Hey, um, everyone listening, we talked about Star Wars for a while. It's all gone now. Don't worry about it. We trashed it. it. It's the first it. time yeah. we've ever trashed anything, but I think it was the right call. Yeah. Um, so not only do we deserve to spend as much time as we need to on this fun finale for a nine-part uh, verse... I think a melatonin energy is exactly sort of how we want to come down from this. It's fucking, fucking pumping pistons. We got fucking <laughs> nos fuels of bursting. Pumping pistons. Okay. All right. We got car parts that yeah. I've never heard of moving like fucking gangbusters. Your alternators taking a beating. I don't know. 
We're, we finished the, the Kong movies. Uh, I'm Melaton- sad. That's like what fucking Paul Walker would have wanted it. It's one more thing we're losing in all this nightmare. One more thing just stripped away from us inexorably. So I know you're going to hate to do this, but I do want you to, I, I do demand of you a uh, uh, Hobbs and Shaw MVP. I know that this movie wasn't a total bust. Uh, There's some good okay. stuff in this, and Let's I need that from you. through. This segment has to be short. MVP is Helen Mirren. I always love her. She shows up, and I'm just delighted to see. No, MVP is Rob Delaney. I love Rob Delaney. We got Great too little pick. of him. I'm a big fan of his of his uh, sad domestic drama comedy. It's really good, and I like Rob Delaney. I think I have Rob Delaney energy, or I'm like a big I'm a big loud funny guy. But like, it's kind of annoying. He's doing a bit, but you do like it at the end of the day. Yeah, and, I think he, uh, he's more lantern jawed and traditionally handsome. But uh, I like Rob Delaney. And you know what? You're gonna fucking hate me for doing this, but much in the same way that you are the Rock and I am uh, the Deckard, mm. you've chosen. The Rock's Handler oh, for God. MVP. And you picked Ryan Reynolds. I'm going Ryan Reynolds for uh, Hobbs. You know why? Because he's... <laughs> I personally think Ryan Reynolds is funny. I think he's a funny actor, and I enjoy his presence. But especially in a movie that is both trying to capture magic that it doesn't have and create something new, just give me a fucking a scene of Ryan Reynolds sitting in a restaurant by himself. That's funny. Yeah, I liked how many Game of Thrones jokes he got. That was good stuff. You know stuff. what? He didn't good write writing. the script. Charles yeah. Morgan wrote the script and he should Chris be Morgan, ashamed you, you fucking pedant you watch 10 of these movies you can't even think of the motherfucking guy's name you piece of shit our listeners name Morgan better. or Morton you absolute okay so let's pick our f- series MVP and then maybe I can go to bed is Josh that fair? this was your fucking idea okay so give me a little bit of something give me <sighs> some spice here you were the one that came up with this MVP idea yeah, it's a good idea. It's one of the few good ideas we've actually taken action yes, on. Yes, so that's what I'm saying. Okay, my Wake series up. MVP. Yes. At the end of the day. Yes. The man nine in my movies. mind. Spoiler. I said man. Oh my God, Josh. The man who brought me the most joy over the course of these movies is the great Tyrese Gibson as Roman. I love Roman. Yeah. Roman rules. Great Two pick. is the closest we'll probably get to a full Roman standalone but if there was a roman standalone of him just saying ridiculously <laughs> sexist shit and then complaining about stuff i'd be like this is the greatest movie ever made yeah he's he makes women uncomfortable he uh says funny way, stuff apparently apparently he he likes to have a good time he doesn't know ramsey's last name um it's just good it's just good filmmaking and he's a good film actor and i like i like tyrese gibson and tyrese if you're listening big fan uh first time long time uh keep it up and keep your chin up buddy you know (laughs) he's so good he goes from being some thug that brian knew from the street days to being a international super criminal who battles Russian separatists and a nuclear sub base and is the best. The whole Lamborghini thing in eight, I think is great. He, I love all of that business. I love Roman Roman, please come back to me. So here's, so this is a hard choice for me because Roman's up there. Han's up there. I don't know if Han ultimately has the footprint required to right. win the so series. This MVP. is the thing is Han is amazing in three. He rescues three from being a bad movie. And, for four, five, six, and seven, or four, five, and six, they use three, his death in three, to like carry some emotional arc to him, to have him like everything he does is sort of uh, has a tinge of poignancy and tragedy because we know he's going to die someday. But I am going to choose 
a little man who goes by the name of Roman as the series MVP. All right, that's it's, fucking it's, justice. It's boring, but I agree. He's Dom bails at the moment of two because he doesn't want to be in a franchise. He doesn't want to be in a movie that's not good. And it's a good movie. And yeah. Dom, for, or, uh, fucking Brian, he's sort of a boring, like he's the straight man. He's boring. Roman, we see him grow. And other yeah. than like the instance in, was it six where he sort of becomes the Gimli or I forget which one where he's like sort of not my favorite character, but he has like the most arc, the most personality, the most growth. He He's sort of, is the heart of this whole franchise for me. And he gets the whole series MVP. He's going to get mailed two MVPs because we each get him one. And I think we'll, we can close off our conversation on the entire series by revisiting our favorite line from the series MVP, $11 million. That's a lot of vaginal activity. Good night. Sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me. Or is that part of the line or is that you? That's the correct line. I said the wrong line first. <laughs> okay. I'll edit that all together. Don't worry, man. I'm a fucking Yeah, definitely, definitely edit it good and make it sound nice. All right. Well, up next. Uh, what on what is it next? I, I completely forgot, and I'm about to either be yeah, delighted right. or incredibly disappointed. <laughs> no, you're going to hopefully be delighted. We're uh, Up next is a RoboCop. Oh, my God. Thank Christ. Yeah. That's awesome. So we were going to do um, just the first three, but then because of COVID, we were also <laughs> going to do Despicable Me and the Minion shit, but that got pushed back. So we decided to take Despicable Me out of the picture for now. Banana. And while we figure out the rest of the year, I know it's so sad. I don't get to Kevin talk about and Minions. The, the movie's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler, I like, I like the movie Minions. <laughs> it's good, dude. I snuck into it being like, I'm not going to pay for Minions. I'm too good for this. I'm an East it's Coast fun. Jew. And then was like, oh, nope. It turns out I'm Johnny Everyman because I'm delighted by the antics of Minions. <laughs> um, so we scrapped the Minion thing, but it will be back as soon as they get it back on their list. Um, so we are going to watch the remake slash reboot slash whatever of RoboCop yeah. to make space for the next series. So uh, it's going to be fun. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, um, I think it's great to watch what is probably one of the best movies ever made, and then a series of uh, inc- like really disappointing, poorly made films hey, that man, make everybody I, mad. So I've never seen, I haven't seen RoboCop sequels. I've only seen the first one and the remake. Right, so I'm excited. The, the first one's perfect, and then nothing, nothing else comes close to it. But it'll be fun to dive into the RoboVerse and learn more about our dear friend Alex Murphy and his trials and travails as the titular robot cop. And listener, boy, what a what a ride this will be on. And Charles, this is what I was trying to allude to earlier. Is this our last episode of May? Um, pull up the old calendar. Great question. Let me pull up the calendar. Hey, here listener, real quick. Sit back. Open up a seltzer. Yeah, crack a seltzer open, Psh. and let me Psh. find the episode list. There Psh. it is. Yep. How many seltzers? All right. So. Uh, yeah, this is the last. Uh, this is gonna be the last episode in May. Okay, which leads us to our final plug of the episode. Um, we are ready to bust open some exclusive content. I'll leave it to you for a little. Uh, <laughs> I'm certain we'll know more about this in a little bit. But we have been working on a our bonus content series. We're opening up our own Patreon. If you like the show, look, we love you just for listening. 
that in and of itself is such a blessing. For an absolutely modest amount of money a month, we are so excited to bring you our new show, whose title I know very well, but just for fun. Take over? I'll let let Charles say the title. You're looking a little sweet, buddy. Uh, So if you guys want to sign up, you can do it right now. It's patreon.com slash WWIE podcast. For $5 a month, you'll be getting a twice a month special bonus series called Why Won't It End? Charles thought of it, not me. Um, if we get 100 subscribers, we'll both post nudes on the Patreon. Sure, we'll do whatever you want. Um, we're going to be looking at movies starring actors that are in franchises, either during breaks from the franchise movies or before they got their start in the franchise. We are fucking... We can't be stopped. We we know there's more out there. We're, we we need to sink our teeth into something other than just franchises. And, and, I, and let me say, I think we picked a couple absolute corkers to get the ball rolling. I am Fuck, dude. genuinely delighted. We watched two movies. Honestly, uh, one of which is objectively a huge piece of shit, and I still loved watching it and remembering so much fun. better than several movies from this franchise. Dude, so it was I think more fun than watching Hobbs and Shaw. Are you kidding yeah. me? If, if we're talking about the one I think we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we start where... So the first episode we got is uh, uh, Vin Diesel's... What they thought was going to be a smash hit franchise starter, um, The Last Witch Hunter. He plays Calder, The Last Witch Hunter. And you wouldn't <laughs> believe the he shenanigans does. he gets into with the fucking 36th uh, Dolan. <laughs> this movie is a good movie. <laughs> Uh, okay. You already remember more from it than you probably remember from Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I am quickly losing track of what is real. Our second episode is uh, going to be starring this The Rock in... Uh... Well, hold on. Starring Dwayne Johnson. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he went back to using The Rock again. I think just that's a wave that cannot be stopped, trying to take The Rock out of that man. Um, but yeah, we're going to be uh, exploring Richard Kelly's disaster of a film that is uh well you'll find out um one of the best movies i've ever seen (laughs) southland tales so those are the first two we got two of our main men from uh the furious first and we uh checked out a little bit of their early and mid stuff um so that again is patreon.com slash wwie podcast here's my pledge to you listener we i live in pittsfield massachusetts which features the historic home arrowhead where aaron where aaron where herman melville wrote uh moby dick chris hemsworth stars in a movie called the heart of the sea where he plays sexy hunky herman melville hermie himself i don't know he might play captain ahab i've never i of course have not seen it yet but we will be covering the sexy herman melville movie because when you read moby dick you're like what this movie needs He's an it's Australian hunks. hunk. Some fucking hunks. So we're going to get into Ooh. some hunk talk. And uh, buckle up. It's going to be quite the ride. And Charles, may I ask you, please, can we stop podcasting? I would like to poop, and then I would like to go to bed. <laughs> I love how, how many of these episodes end with Josh needing to piss or Do poop. we have any more closing business? Are we finally done? No, I mean, I was going uh, to go and finalize the... Uh, naming conventions oh jesus but we'll Christ. save no, that for no, may please. of 2021 shut the fuck up um charles can you do me a favor and uh play the last scene from fast seven where brian drives up to vin yeah he's like can't get rid of me that easy little buddy you want like, to do that right now you want to just like pull- yeah right as, as we talk as we fade out talking you're going to play that scene where 
where Vim thinks he's never going to see Brian again because he's got to go raise his kids with Mia in the, in the Dominican Republic. But instead, Paul Walker's dead. It's the last time we'll ever see a CGI face grafted onto us. Paul Walker-like body. And you want the Wiz Khalifa song roaring. Yeah, definitely. Please, I, I just, you know, let's end this on a high note. Yeah. The saddest right, well, moment in the entire franchise. I love everyone for listening. Don't touch anybody. We'll be alone forever. I'm kidding. Friendship will prevail and love and family. I'm so tired. Without saying goodbye. I used to say I live my life a quarter mile at a time. And I think that's why we were brothers. Because you did too. No matter where you are, whether it's a quarter mile away or halfway across the world. The most important thing in life will always be the people in this room, right here, right now. Salute me, familia. Started down small to a real bond, cause we're brothers first. Cause we're moving to a lab and then they know what we do. You'll always be with me. Change the game without even knowing. And you'll always be my brother. <laughs>